Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for Round 17, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is outraged at the accusations of bullying at the AFL. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Yeah, I'm on the defensive today. I'm going to come straight out the bat and defend the AFL. People have come out and claimed a culture of bullying and intimidation has thrived at league headquarters for more than a decade. and Appalling. They've said appalling. It is appalling. I mean, it, this, is, like this is a, from the Herald Sun, mm. from Michael Warner and Nick Smart. It's an yeah. absolute hit job. A hit job. For starters, they go that uh, it's been an entrenched boys club. Now, let me just get this straight. Tell me Not who on my doesn't... <laughs> who doesn't love a boys club, right? Like, you look at the best boys club, like... Tell me one bad thing that any boys' school in the history of the world has ever done. You see them on tram. They are examples of how young men should act. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, yeah. When I know, when I see a group of young men around mm. about 15 to 18 all hanging Absolutely. out in a group, I yeah. go, I'm going to walk past them on that footpath and I'm not going to cross the road. <laughs> no, exactly. You understand what that. People loved it in the country when only men could vote. I don't even know why they changed it. The AFL are onto something. The <laughs> MCC at Lords before they had women there. It was the happiest place in the world. So no one complained. It was a rather damning article. And I, I, I can see how angry you are. Saudi uh, Arabia. Ever since they've let the ladies drive, that place, I don't want to say it, but the AFL, I tell you, yeah, anyway. So there are a few little uh, examples here. So they talk about um, CCTV cameras installed at the league's Brisbane office were used to employ... Uh, used to monitor employee movement. Absolutely, and so they should be. Why should you be free to walk around your workplace wasting AFL money and time when they go, uh, you know, you, you, wa- you wander around the Brisbane office and then all of a sudden the phone calls, they go, uh, it's Gil on the line. And you go, uh, hello, Mr McLaughlin. He goes, how long does it take you to get a fucking coffee? Yep, yep. Like, sorry, Mr McLaughlin. He goes, I was watching... The behind the coffee machine vision, mate. Yep. It sees everything. <laughs> You're like, sorry, Mr. McLaughlin, I'll get back to it. He goes, You're fucking damn right you will. The good people of Toyota aren't paying that good money <laughs> <laughs> to have you but swan you... about in your Brisbane office. You qu- clearly, in your Brisbane yeah. office, that's got to be the busiest office. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing? I mean, what are you looking at? Needful results? Who the fuck? <laughs> what is going on up there? You people, you're taking a fucking holiday. <laughs> 
Isn't in the Brisbane office? Isn't this a case of answering the phone, going, um, "Can we have another twenty million dollars for the be- yeah. for the Lions and the Suns?" <laughs> Absolutely, go for it. Yeah, as if it's an office. It's like this fucking open air <laughs> penthouse, like ex Candyman kind of place. Look, I saw you going into the third swimming pool, and you know that's off limits on a Tuesday. Wait a second, you're walking around with three <laughs> three women in bikinis on a leash. Okay, I feel like that's not appropriate employee <laughs> behaviour. It goes on to say that uh, another one, uh, talking about volcanic behaviour mm. from a, a manager who, and th- this is, I mean, this is the stuff of nightmares. If you're in a workplace, you j- I don't know how people cope. He ordered, uh, get this, Junk Timers, maybe you've just got to suspend belief for some of this stuff. He ordered the removal of rubbish bins from understaffed staff desks. That's a what bloody, a fucking monster. That's a bloody step too far, mate. I mean, they say Stalin was bad, but... <laughs> When you in the in the years that Stalin ruled after World War Two into the seventies when he died, everyone in Russia had a bin under their desk. Yeah. That was just one of the things he had. I, he was never that. He was never that no, uh, no, much no. of a monster. You, you say what you like about about Stalin, but he yeah. he always uh, he always let you put a scrap of paper in a bin. Okay, that's, absolutely. That's one of the th- one of the good things that <laughs> you know some of your relatives have told me about him. <laughs> it goes on to say. That this apparent monster, monster of a manager banned jackets from the back of office chairs. Now, you come in, you think you're being a little bit green. You go, "Oh, I'm a bit hot." I walked in, and you go to hang that. They paid over three hundred and fifty dollars from Office Works for those. They are not there. You sit on a fucking seat. Mm-hmm. It's not a coat hanger. It's not a clothes horse. It's not one of those coat stands you have in the corner. It's a fucking seat. No, you are right Fuck to be I'm angry. Yeah. I reckon I could get a gig at the AFL. And, and, and this, this one. third one, th- this is shocking. Well, it makes sense. The banishment. The banishment, Michael. I love, fuck, I love a good banishment of visible power cords. Nothing rolls me up more than when you come in and you go, I wonder how that uh, that computer runs. And then you see the magic revealed. You go, it's fucking, it's plugged into a wall. It's got power coming out of it. This is what sort of fucking, what sort of Mickey Mouse workplace is this fucking joint? And then also they want to have the banishment of visible power cords, loose papers and books within this yeah. person's department. Uh, you know what I'd do with the books? I'd, get, I'd gather them all together. I'd take them out to the middle of Marvel and I would have myself a little book burning. A little book burning. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how quaint. <laughs> yeah. So you get all the books that have been released by the footballers that year. Yeah, but also, yeah, I mean, they, they have to be all AFL books. So they've got to be like The Rat by John Platten, got to be um, Dippier mm. Domenico by, uh, yep. uh, what called? What was it? What's it? Um, Dippier, no. What's it called? Dipper. Oh, no. Dippier, Dipper. No. It's Dipper. It's a book by Dipper. And uh-huh. <laughs> Gold King. I'm, getting the, I'm picking up that. <laughs> Gold King by Jason Dunstall. Uh, yep. And then about 75,000 books called My Story by <laughs> <laughs> any footballer. Sticks by the great Sticks Kernahan. Yeah, I'm trying to look what's Juddy got. I've got on the shelf there. I think Judd might be, oh, no, it's not a My Story, but it's close to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not My Life, Judd Chella. I think it might be My Life, actually. I feel like it might be My Life. There'd be a few My Lives floating around. But anyway, you get them all together. And that book came out five years ago. So we do need yeah. to have like additional chapters where he talks about the Judd Chella experience. Like, yeah, a new, new edition. Or maybe you could do a whole book on Judd Chella itself. 
You, I mean, that, yeah, that's its own separate. Uh, that's, a, that's its own like, um, uh, what do you call it? Its own time, yeah. But a lot of encyclopedia. It, yeah, a lot of it probably have to be redacted. But that's okay. <laughs> that's what I reckon. A lot of books should come out with, because um, you know they all sort of finished, and then I played my last game and I held up the Premiership Cup, and my life was complete. But then I'd love to read the if you if Gary Ablett Senior released a book now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Ricky Nixon. Put out another self-published book. <laughs> Have with the launch at the front of the bakery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Below the apartment where he lived, yeah. Imagine the links to the TikTok videos <laughs> in his new book. I mean, think of Ricky right now. I mean, school has been cancelled, so it's very tough for him. He's going through yeah. a tough time. Um, but I must say, actually, I can't remember if I said this, but I, on the pod last week, but I want to give a shout out to Jared Raffed's book because I did read that during my little isolation period in the hotel and it was an absolute cracker. So do yourself a favour, get Jared Raffed's book. You did give it a shout out. Hey, uh, the CCTV cameras up in the league offices in Brisbane. Now, yeah. you and I have worked in, we've been in office spaces. If I had, if I had a camera overseeing everything I did, I would be fucking horrified. The amount of time wasting... Like, I used to hate when my computer screen faced backwards towards... Ah, like, um, people can look like over your shoulder. Dude, rookie mistake. Anytime, like I go, anytime I go into an office and they say, the corner. They say pick your computer, I'm like, yeah. oh, the one up against the wall. So no one can look over my shoulder and say, oh, I'm looking at, you know, fucking Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mate, I'm like a mob boss. I'm in the corner so I can see everyone who comes in Dude. and no one can see over my back. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. That's what you got to do. Like I remember, so working. if there was CCTV camera in there, and they imagine your boss watching you twenty four, well not twenty four, um, six and a half hours a day. Do you, do you think they actually did that? So okay, we'll talk. Break it down. We'll break down these these uh, allegations. Yeah. Um. So they have CCTV in the Brisbane mm. offices, right? Okay. Yeah. So do you think that they're in the foyer to see who's coming and going? You know, like, like a security thing? Or do you think it's generally in the office where they can just watch what people are up to? I think if they're making a claim against it, it has to be in the office. Because you would understand that to be in the foyer makes sense. Because you, you don't know. You don't know. You might get Acker coming back in. You just yeah, go, mate, sure. we fucking told you a hundred <laughs> times. You're not getting a job here. No one wants you as an assistant coach. Dude, you're you a golf second team, team. Okay? Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> you went to a second team and they wouldn't have you. And now you're a real estate agent. Acker, fuck off. <laughs> so you reckon they're just watching like it's like a camera in the corners, just watching what people are up to. Because yeah, I can't, be. I can't imagine the Brisbane office as well as much as we kind of mucked around before. I can't yeah. imagine the Brisbane office would be particularly large. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Although the other thing that came out, sort of uh, as a part of this report, was there were over eight hundred staff at the Melbourne headquarters alone. Yeah, wow. Or okay. maybe no, maybe that was Australia wide working in the AFL. That's, I think, there's less footballers. Uh, let me think. What forty odd times eighteen or so. Uh, I can't be yeah. doing the math. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. We'll say that. Yeah. yeah, but I reckon also a lot of that stuff is like there's development stuff like that. You know, clinics. Yeah, yeah. You know, people kind of who aren't full time as well. Um, well, probably that person who had to paint the AFL X balls that doesn't come cheap. And I think they said that Gill's salary was like about one point seven five, which actually to me was a bit low. Yeah, but he he must have he must be getting he'd have something else going on. He must own. A contract that runs something. Oh, dude, for sure. He'd have other other. Biz- oh, yeah. He like his um, dad is like a, yeah, particularly wealthy man. And yeah. I don't want to make any reference to the fact that when they got the all pairs in the country, then his dad donated a large sum of money to the Liberal Party, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So then the 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 thing about the removal of the rubbish bins. So the volcanic behaviour as it's described. Yeah. So why do you think they would get rid of rubbish bins? Well, that, I don't understand that because if you're trying to make people... Uh, maybe it, it sounds like the person who is running that is OCD. There's no visible power cords, loose papers or books within his department. Like this guy seems to be controlling um, messaging unless... Unless you go, I don't want bins under there. I want everything shredded. You know, this is like everything yeah, okay. the AFL does. We want no traces of anything because if we someone leaves a loose paper lying around, it gets to Mick Warner, they get an article written about it, and all of a sudden he's fucking justified. And then also banning jackets from the back of the office chairs. Like, what, what, what person would do that? I don't get how that is. Is that maybe like a bit of a casual look or something? Yeah, well, maybe again, it comes down to the OCD. It just looks, you look like a ruffian. You hang it up like a, like a normal gentleman in a boys' club would do. Yeah, gotcha. Would you do that at the MCC? Would you hang your jacket on the back of the seat? No, you fucking would. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. No, you would not, Adam. <laughs> what if your fry gras <laughs> threw your fry gras over your shoulder? <laughs> Soiled your jacket. <laughs> hey, Adam, why don't we uh, change the tune, man? Dude. Oh yeah, what, what would you like to talk about? The, the baggers, mate. The baggers. Oh, you didn't wake me too hard last week for losing Adelaide, so I'm not going to wake you too hard this week. But you ba- should. Ba- 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 you should. Ba- we were ba- ba- a ba- fucking absolute fucking disgrace, and we have not improved, and it's all happening again. And Carlton are fucking doomed. So this is probably my last episode of the podcast because I no longer follow football, and I will. Not know what to talk about next week because I don't know anything that's going to go on from this point on. How do you feel about your mates, um, Gibsy and Cruiser, um, hanging up the boots? Uh, I mean, it was sad to see Cruz go, um, yeah. you know, because it was a hard luck story. You know, it was always like he just couldn't get a run at it. You know, I think he broke his foot and announced his retirement. Like, he just, he never got a good go at it. And Gibsy, like, he left to go for a premiership and it all fell apart <laughs> at Adelaide. Oh, God. Didn't he? <laughs> Dude. He left. He left to go to you know a team that was you know thereabouts, and Adelaide got him because they thought he was the cream on the cake, and he just and then they saw him, and you went, oh, he's he's a little bit. He doesn't he doesn't do what we need him to do. But it was a nice moment, if I remember correctly, was it Mark Murphy? Murphy cheered and, him off, and and Cade Simpson. Yeah, gotcha. And I thought that that was a nice moment at the end. You know what? If Carlton had won, I would have accepted that. But if we lost and we were embarrassing yesterday, I say, bad luck, Gibbsy. I know they're two of your best mates, but you get your own fucking team to carry you off. And they probably didn't want to carry you off because they were happy to see the fucking back of you. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I mean, it's a celebration of a young man's uh, journey. <laughs> it and really is. Hey, and now I don't know, because you know how uh, clubs are always trying to put a positive spin on what's happening, you know, with their membership, um, you know, their membership drives. And remember a few years ago, Carlton had Can You Smell What Carlton Is Cooking? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, I only just discovered this week that that is based on The Rock. Didn't you know that? I had no fucking... Mate, I'm an adult. How would I know? We've discussed this. How would I know? I'd never heard... Like, I knew who The Rock was, but I didn't know him as a wrestler. And so, I thought it was really fucking weird at the time. And I would put it on... I would safely say that most people would not have known that that was a play on The Rock? Uh, that's a good question. Now, this was back when Juddy was playing, so this was a fair while ago. I, I reckon it's about 2012 or probably 11 or 12. There was can They know the Blues are coming, I reckon, was the first one. Yeah, sure. And then they had... 
Can You Smell What The Blues Are Cooking, which I reckon was about 12 or 13. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so The Rock would have been pretty... Well, he would have been out of wrestling by then, and he would have been making movies, but also, like, uh, probably not, not the movie star that he is today. But, um, okay, so when, when would The Rock have been using that? Would oh, that have been around the mid... <laughs> you are letting me dream. I would challenge you, Adam Rosenbach, to a match, right? And mm-hmm. I'll talk about the ways I'm going to beat you. No, 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 no. Not when did he use it? Like what era? Circa oh. what? This is not for you to go down a path of... <laughs> oh, from about 90, probably 90, 97-ish to 2000. Well, he would continue to do it now if he came back to the show. Yeah. Right. So it, when it was used, it was probably about five or six years old. Uh, oh, when it was used by Carlton, it would have been yes. a good 15 old. Yeah. See, so that, that makes me say like... It would be even less likely to have been known by Carlton supporters or football supporters in general. I don't think. What do you reckon the crossover of AFL and complete losers is? <laughs> or the crossover of, uh, of AFL and Carlton supporters who can afford cable? <laughs> if you smell the rock is cooking, is that how he said it? Yeah, yeah. But he'd do like a smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I've really got to get myself into wrestling. <laughs> this sounds so cool, dude. Tough times at the Bombers, mate. They're falling apart. No, no, no. I think we've skipped a team here. Now your team uh, was fucking atrocious on the weekend. But can no, I just say, they were, yeah. I think uh, so. You, uh, just today, uh, Paul Puopolo, your friend, has announced his retirement. Your captain, um, Ben Stratton, has announced his retirement. But I tell you what, I think you've missed. A little bit of a beat here. You only signed Sean Burgoyne on for one year. That guy's got at least another 10 in him. What are you guys doing? Now, I find that funny because uh, we uh, texted back and forth the other day and you kind of said that was a, a bit of a dumb idea or something. Why do you think it's a dumb idea? Because actually, I, he hasn't seemed to kind of lost a step. Maybe they're trying to get him to 400, but... I think they are. I, I think they are and they go, we're not going to be challenging really hard next year because yeah, we're losing sure. a lot of senior players. So let's do the right thing. Uh, amazingly, Clarko has decided to not be a complete cockhead for once. Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like there's Poppy and um, Stratton are going. So uh, farewell to our friends. And also f- uh, Poppy had dinner with him twice uh, through a uh, friend of the show, uh, Craig Coombs. So, you know, yep, yep. good bloke. Um, and I feel like they, they come to the trade period there may be a couple of people on the table or they go, we're happy for you to go and have another year or two somewhere else before you... you I, I, I read a thing today about um, Carlton should look at getting Isaac Smith. Yeah, so I think the doggies came after him last year. Um, that is true. So I think a few of those older people, they'd be kind of fishing around um, and maybe they've got... Well, you don't want to chuck the baby out with the bathroom. <laughs> so I don't think... I don't think you, you can't get rid of every old head. You know, no. at the same time, you need to have that, you know, someone to tell people what to do. So No, but like, uh, say you've got a business and you need um, someone to, you know, um, people who just hold those signs saying parking $3 up the road, you could say get Chip Frawley to do that. No, I think you're because right. Because that he, would be his mental capacity. <laughs> he could be on the table. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, I can't imagine he would be on the table. No one's taking Chip Frawley. You got your flags out of him. Just cast him aside, mate. Move him on. Okay, cutthroat fucking Rosenbachs over here. (laughs) Well, I'm hearing that Cade Simpson uh, might be retiring today. That was a rumour circulating only a couple of hours ago. We're at 5.30 on a Monday evening. 
may be announced already. Who knows? Yeah, cool, cool. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, so Stratton and Poppy, they're you know retiring. They got their three medals, and uh, I suppose Kate Simpson, he'd be retired. He's got his three spoons. So they're pretty much on the same. <laughs> Mate, Simo has a w- the uh, world record of losses. Dude, dude, so. that'd be tough. That'd be that'd be very tough. I, th- I think it's good though. The players announce it before the season ends, so they can at least get a farewell. I think that's a nice thing to do. You know, you imagine Strats would play this weekend. They might even put Poppy in just to say goodbye. Yeah, they actually know. said today they could, they're both going to get a farewell game. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just nice. Rather than finding out in November, you go, oh, they cut him, and then there's no kind of, you know, accolades don't come their way, and it's deserving of it. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And when they take on yeah. the Suns next Sunday in front of a, you know, massive capacity crowd and Metricon, you know, they can just be cheered off and you just wave to all the three Hawthorne fans in the crowd and just go, you know, thanks for the memories, guys. Mate, we're trying to do our best <laughs> in the COVID world, you know. Trouble of the Bombers, mate. It's... Fucking mate, it's uh, it's coming from everywhere. Matthew Lloyd's feuding with Woosher, Dean Wallace. I mean, I tell you what, when Dean Wallace wades in, people, well, they don't really listen. But there's an article written about it, and uh, yeah. So and, and Dean Wallace came out in a big article in the Herald Sun during the week, and he he fucking whacked the bombers. He whacked Didn't the bombers. He? he gave a very large interview, and then um, I think halfway through he had to go and place a bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he's still got the Essendon tracksuit that he placed it in? But he absolutely whacked them. There's some like, awesome quotes there. Um, yeah. So he talked about how he will not go back to a reunion, a premiership reunion, until things get sorted out. That's unbelievable, isn't it? So they actually have one for this year. So for 20 oh, years yeah. since 2000. Yeah. So he'd yeah. be the one who, you know, they they actually don't know if they actually, you know, have the capacity to be able to have reunions anymore. Do you have a, a Zoom reunion? I can't imagine footballers would really be into that. Because um, he, he does say that when they won the premiership in 2000, he said we were the most envied sporting club in Australia. And you know what? When I saw that quote, that actually hit me hard by the fact that I realised like they they were they were they were the biggest club in the world oh, in Australia. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like they talked about their supporter uh, base. They kind of had these numbers, which you know maybe they've they've you know cooked up a bit like the Rock, but no, no. But they they were huge. They were they were big in the Collingwood. Yeah, they were the biggest. Um, team in the competition and also they were what 99 made the prelim 2000 they were you know one of the best teams of all time and you're like oh, yeah. how many more are they going to win yeah they had a very dominant period but just didn't happen to capitalize on such things but he says uh the people who i still speak to at the club tell me it's a lifeless environment that's disappointing is it lifeless lifeless yeah just no life and he says, I'm on the outside now, but they're telling me it's lost its soul. It's got no life or soul. Fuck, Essendon. What is going on? But then there are weird things here where he says that he's been disgusted mm. uh, about the forced departures with a lot of people from clubs leaving. But he talked about the longtime servants of the club. Yeah. Uh, leaving, including a doorman. How, how are players getting in, by the way? Like, are Essendon <laughs> players, are they going the long way? Like, are they... <laughs> how, I'm so, no wonder they can't fucking win games. They're fucking jumping fences. Okay, we'll, we'll run through this quickly, then we'll backtrack. So, a doorman, property steward. I mean, you don't want to hear that. Uh, head trainer and club chaplain. Okay, so. Oh, God. Doorman. Okay, okay, doorman. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's say it's on match day at home games. Oh, okay. Guy letting people in the room. That's right. There used to be the dude who. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, you know, say, get out of here, you little kid, you know. <laughs> doorman. And so there's a doorman, like home, let's say home games. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to 
put it up there that he wasn't being paid. Okay, I reckon he's like eighty-five years old. Knows oh all no! The see, see, that's where I say you're wrong. Well, I reckon the doorman would be taking up most of your soft cap. <laughs> see, <laughs> you're you're coaching that team, right? You're coaching that team. You're hurdy. You're in the zone. Yeah, you're in the zone. You've written tactics up on the board. It's the doorman who stops some dude coming in an Essendon tracksuit going, oh. Uh, g'day, Rog. Just going to go in and chat to the boys. And he goes, hang on a second. You're not a <laughs> professional footballer. <laughs> Get out of here, you scallywag. They go, fucking hell, Rog. Saved us again, mate. <laughs> you're fucking good at your job. That's why you're getting a bonus. You're up to 1.5 mil. Well done, son. <laughs> so property steward, okay. That's that's the, the traditional, that's the modern name for the boot stutter. Okay, so boots, boot stutter would be getting paid, I reckon, because they're, they're doing the interstate trips and stuff like that. Absolutely, but he's been forced to depart. They've said to him, we don't need you. Players, wash your own jumpers, get your own shit together. What the fuck's going on? So, hang on, you actually can't get rid of the property, Stuart. Like, how are players... Like, there are players who have rocked up to games forgetting their boots. Like, this is a guy who has spare everything. He's got your your fucking moulds. He's got your steel if you want to fucking rake someone's shins. He's got (laughs) all your boots. He's got long sleeve if you're fucking soft and wear them every game. He's got... He's got everything... And then all of a sudden they just go, mate, fucking, you're gone. Cooked. Get out of here. Fuck off. Don't so tell me you're sending me out with Rog. Mate, you, you go get out the door. Oh, Rog will get it. He's, he's gone too. Fuck. How do I get out? I don't know, <laughs> mate. Not our problem. Uh, head trainer. Okay. So I don't, I don't quite know what head trainer means. I don't know so about the training. Is, pe- is, I would have said, is the trainer like, the person who straps you like sort of not not the physio but the guy you you know another old guy who's been there forever you lay down fucking straps the ankles off you go gus gus does it yeah sure 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 so gus is fucked off yeah well so they they probably just go we'll get the physios to do it they know what they're doing he's been doing it since the 1930s when we used to put leeches under the fucking strapping all the players would take themselves as well like if that was a cutback you know and all you needed was taping like surely the players could do that themselves I don't reckon you could do... Well, you couldn't do your shoulder. You couldn't do your ankle. You, you could, could probably do you, your you thumbs. You could do your ankle. I just reckon it's too... If you... Nah, not properly. I'm sorry, mate. It just for the junk time is out there, Adam just looked down at his foot just to see, like, where it was and uh, if it was well, possible no, to... Mate, I was looking at angles and how far you could strap it up. I actually don't think you could do a good job of strapping around your ankle and not a quick one either. No, nah, uh, that's rubbish. You need, you need your head trainer, man. And they've got rid of the club chaplain. Well, that it shows. Like, this side is just, it has no more morals. Like, it, I think the players are having uh, babies out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sleeping together, and some of them aren't married. No I way. Mean, they even, mate, some of them, they play football. They play, they have fun and gamble on a Sunday. On a Sunday. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. No, yeah, it's an I'm sorry. Disgrace. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to hear. <laughs> but yeah, but it have lost their way and it's come from the chaplain down. But then also when he said club chaplain, like I'm, I can't imagine mm. the club chaplain's getting a payday either. Like I can't imagine that like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, even though I did go for a church for about, I don't know, about 14 years of my early life and... Yep. Uh, they'd hand around a basket and expect people to put money <laughs> into it. <laughs> but they're honourable people. <laughs> they are. They are absolutely. They don't want a cheeky. They don't just want a cheeky chip out. <laughs> they yeah, they yeah. want to earn their pay. 
But then do they lose like the pregame sermon, you know, and then God said unto Jesus, kick it to the fat side, you stupid prick. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Also, how many people are using the club chaplain for one thing? Uh, um, I see, think no, no one's getting shit off their chest anymore. Well, they talked about the Suns a few years ago, and I think Ablett Jr. and a few other players have a bit of a prayer circle before a game. Oh, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. But so I, they didn't I, have a I don't know how much of the uh, Christianity has been um, uh, part of clubs for a long time now. But yeah, so the doorman, property steward, head trainer, and, cha- and chaplain are all gone. Gone, ski. And, and that's the, apparently the problem why Essendon haven't won a final for 16 years. Of course it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And he says, um, uh, you know, that it's just it's a, it's a bit of a clusterfuck down there. He says, if there was an Olympic Games for imposters in the AFL, Essendon would win gold, silver, and bronze. Now that's where... You just go. That's. I mean, he should be proud of that. That's the gold, silver, and bronze. It's not bad to get <laughs> three from three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. You pay a lot of money to get that kind of stuff. He said, "Some people will have a go at me for speaking out like this, but someone needs to stand up." The reality is, I'm just a past player who cares about this club. Yeah, sure. I'm just that. And bloke he goes who, on to say, I'm "Just oh, that sorry. bloke who should have bombed it into the forward line and not tried to get around Fraser Brown as well." <laughs> he says there was some amazing energy around the place when Hurdy and Bomber Thompson were there. Yeah, I know where that came from. Yeah, there's a lot of twitching too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back back when Hurdy and Bomber were there, there was energy. No one slept. Oh, there was People were shaking. Running there was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much energy. I see Bomber at like four in the morning. He was still in the office. <laughs> Friend of the show. Hey, I just <laughs> wanted to ask you a quick question without notice. Now, yeah. I was reading an article about, um, so Shane Edwards, uh, Ruffy, Dan Hanabry, Gary Ablett Jr. were all up training in the new hub up in Queensland. Yeah. And then they were talking about, you know, they're having, you know, they're kicking the ball around and, and um, someone said the other day that would be one of the most expensive games of Jack in the Pack. Now, oh, yeah. when you when you were a kid, what did you call kicking the ball to each other in the yard. To me, kick to kick. I've never heard of Jack in the Pack. I think we would say kick to kick. Uh, and then my knowledge of Jack in the Pack yep. was when, uh, say, say I have the ball and I'm kicking it to five people. And so if you mark it, then you become Jack. And so you then get to kick the ball. Does that yeah, make right. sense? So, so like what you do in kick to kick. Oh, so you'd go down to the other end to bomb it in. Yeah, so it'd be one person bombing it into gotcha, gotcha. You know, five, ten people. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, right. And I, then I, just I think, I feel like my nephew might call it, he's 14, I feel like he might, and this would be a few years ago, I feel like he called it Markers Up. I'm just looking at a Reddit um, thread now. Well, and it don't, says look, markers don't look too closely to that Reddit thread. <laughs> <laughs> Get on 4chan. It says here, out. <laughs> it says here it's called uh, Markers Up and Jet Fuel Can't Melt Steel. <laughs> sure, so. sure. There's uh, Peppy the Frog, right? <laughs> 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 yes, I think Markers Up is like the more modern day terms. Oh, okay, so I didn't know about the concept of one person bombing it and then whoever takes the mark gets a change because we used to have like a pack of like six at one end, six at the other, and you just try and take marks. And basically all it was was a, a, a time to get your fucking ribs caved in oh, for sure, by, for sure, for by your, quote, mates. And part of the – part of I mean, I mean, you probably did the same thing, but like there was also like if you, if you went for a hanger, you'd shout Kappa. you do that? 
yes, yeah, yeah, you would. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you go, yeah. yeah um, so I think it would be usually kick to kick. So, that, you know, so it's like, you know, four or five people at each end. Um, but yep. then if I think you had to kind of determine we're playing Jack in the Pack. So it was like one kid kicking it to five or six. And also part of the fun of that, I suppose, of the pack is that to take the mark was actually quite tough. So and, yeah, oh and, mate. and you get a lot of leverage of, you know, a whole bunch of bodies. So you can, you know, get get a good leap on. And also, too, uh, when you were playing that, because like you said, when you got that mark, it was the most contested mark you're ever going to take in yeah. your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like, also... Even Stephen Cornerman would be like, Adam Rosenbach, you star! Because it was, it was well earned. It was yeah. probably the only mark you took for that lunchtime. But also um, the fact that there was never anyone just sitting under the ball. It was like eight people... <laughs> Everyone came Conversing. in from the sides. Like there was never that. Or the, you only did it once that you stood there and went, "Oh, I reckon I've got this." And then fifteen knees came into the back <laughs> of your head. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so we'd play. Yeah, we'd do that at lunchtime. And then I don't know if you played this at your school, but um, we then go into um a room with a, a Catholic priest. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> did you play that game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we call that Marcus Ryder. Um, it says here it's called King of the Pack in Canberra. So there you go. Bloody hell. King of the Pack. Wow. Mm. I mean, well, you move states around. You, once, you, <laughs> once you cross borders, things fucking change. Um, so we've got a 7.30 p.m. grand final. We've got a I love night, it. We've got a night grand final. I actually don't mind it. Do you like it? Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a good spectacle. Yeah. I think we're so used to seeing night stuff now. Every marquee game is a night game now. So why yeah. wouldn't the grand final be? I, I guess the only thing that might go against it is if it's dewy and you need to, if it turns into a slippery shit fest, it won't be great. But then, you know, it's rain before on grand final day. Shit happens. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, you can't control the weather. Like, I mean, it could be dewy. It could oh. also just be raining in, raining in general. So, you know, yeah. what can you do? Um, but I feel like this year, like, uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard it, Adam, but these are strange times. Um, so I figure it's are just... They- Unprecedented? I think they're unprecedented, yeah. So I think <laughs> okay. I think this year is just the year to give it a crack and just see what happens, you know. Maybe the TV ratings go off the charts, you know. Well, I don't reckon they'll go up anymore. Like who who was – I suppose you might get a few people who might have been working, but who was going, oh, no, I'm, I was, I'm going to the shops on that Saturday afternoon, but if it's on at night, I'm fucking tuning in. You know what there is an argument for, actually? A little bit of deception that the AFL might be able to play up. Yeah. By the fact that they're shorter quarters, that means they're shorter games, and therefore the average viewing audience will be a shorter period. Therefore, they can come out and go, oh, we got four million people when we had three and a half last year. And when you go, well, actually, gotcha. the coverage last year was like two, two hours two and, and 45 hours. minutes, yeah, yep. and now this year it's like 2.15. So they can play a little cheeky with that. And I think it gives the, the AFL its opportunity to, you know, bring fireworks into the mix and light shows and all that kind of stuff that you can do at night that you can't do during the day. I, when I was at the 91 grand final out at Waverley and they had fireworks during the day and you just went, well, all I can see is like puffs of grey smoke. Yeah, sure, sure. And this is a huge failure. Yeah, sure. They had Angry Anderson on a Batmobile too, but if you if Did you they? Were, if you were let down by the fireworks, then that's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so footballers in real life, Adam. We've got quite a few. From Biggeth Reddith. Uh, on last week's episode, you were talking about Ricky Nixon. We don't bring up Ricky Nixon. Why would we do that? Really, fucking hell. <laughs> and it reminded me of a game in 2017. Playing for Dennington FC, we uh, they had booked a sportsman's night with uh, Dean Kerr and Ricky. Whoa, fucking hell. That would get loose after dark. 
Uh, part of the steal, Dean Kerr will play for a play game for your senior side. Uh, but the week before this, Kerr had injured himself, so Ricky had put his hand up playing the twos. Who's Dean Kerr? Dean Kerr. Um, wait, Daniel Kerr, surely. Have surely. you said Yeah, it does Dean say Dean, Kerr. actually, but I, I, yeah. I've read it as Daniel, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, does say Dean. Yeah, so Dean Kerr, I'm looking up. Yeah, it just says Daniel. I, f- I feel like it's Daniel Kerr, but just un- accidentally wrote Dean. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Dean Cox? No. No, he wouldn't be hanging out with Ricky. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. And it's yeah. just, Dennington is just outside of Warrnambool. Surely if Daniel Kerr went to, was in Warrnambool in 2017, we would have, there would have been photos of him passed <laughs> outside of, passed out outside of pub. Ah, uh, no, he'd be making a quick run for Shepparton. He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the good stuff is. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, so Ricky put his hand up playing the twos, come to play the big day. Ricky shows up 10 minutes before the game with his 18-year-old girlfriend, uh, right. pulls on some boots and out we go. We put him at full forward right next to me. Ball is thrown up. Kick comes straight into us. He goes to the mark, comes down, dislocates his shoulder, and <laughs> off to hospital oh, no. he goes. No. Oh, no, not No. Not too, too. Uh, he could have been <laughs> the difference between a win and a loss. <laughs> That's devastating for Dennington FC. You don't even get your money's worth Ricky. <laughs> Would uh, he have come back, do you think? Would he have come back from hospital and done the sportsman's like that night? I would imagine uh, he... His commitment might have faded a little bit uh, <laughs> once, he, once he popped the shoulder. So here you go from Sydney. This one tailored to me, Adam. Oh, uh, I thought oh I would, God. I thought I would send you a wrestler in real life. Here we go. Mm, great. T- 2004, my then boyfriend, now husband. I, I always get a bit of the heebie-jeebies when people write, you know, my then girlfriend now. Like, you don't quite know if it worked out well, but I like it when they, I like it when it's, you know, my then vo- yep. boyfriend, now husband. Um, and I were in Melbourne to watch WrestleMania in brackets back when it was a cool. Jeez. Yeah. That's <laughs> debata- debatable. Now I'm going to, I reckon, I reckon what Sydney uh, did was watch a live event at maybe Rod Laver, like go to a, go to a, an event. Um, so hang on, an actual wrestling. Yeah. So they come oh, out like, like about once a year and do a tour. Would you have been at this one? Uh, I can't remember. I think, I think I might've gone to one, but like maybe two years before that. Yeah. Okay. But I have to look back in the archives. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is going to get really sidetracked, this one. That night we stumbled down to Crown. So that's why I'm saying, like, it would have been a live event, maybe at Rod Laver, and then they've gone down to Crown. Gotcha. Uh, and saw a gathering of 60-odd people standing in, in the food court. We yep. wander over for a sticky beak, and there was John Cena. Ba, ba, da, ba, sitting by himself, eating some sweet and sour chicken. Now... He is a wrestler. He is, yeah, and a movie star okay. too. Like he's 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 the next rock. Yeah. Is there is there enough movies in this world for two rocks? <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing. I mean he's kind of doing the films now that the the rock did in the early years of his film career as well. So, so he, has he been in a Fast and a Furious? He hasn't quite got the franchise yet. So he, if he gets a franchise, he'll be big. But he um. So he could be in Jumanji three. Well, yeah, maybe he might even be have might even have a role in Jumanji Three. Yeah. So, have you uh, were you a fan of John Cena? Was uh, he a good or a bad guy? He is a good guy. Yeah. So there was a lot of talk for many years that it should turn <laughs> him bad because the crowd turned on him, uh, yep. even though he was a good guy. But a lot of kids. So he was eating sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I broke ranks and asked for a photo, which he was not too pleased about. Oh, come on, Cena! And had. 
uh, and had one with me anyway. Uh, hang on. What? All right, so this guy's a superstar. He's a wrestler. He's in a food court eating the sweet and sour chicken. I know, man. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. And it's interesting, Sydney... Uh, Cindy, that um, you could um, you could see him because John Cena's catchphrase is, uh, "You can't see me," so <laughs> you've done well, you've done well, Sydney, Very to well. actually spot him. Uh, so 2004, yeah, so he would have been he would have been just getting to the top of the roster at that time frame. Yeah, right. And she says we walked away just as the other 60 losers then proceeded to ask for photos as well. So you were probably <laughs> in amongst that group. <laughs> She wrote that. I actually didn't no, say no, that. no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I think you've done well, <laughs> Cindy, uh, to your then boyfriend, now husband, so like <laughs> to put up with. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I remember when uh, Crown first opened, and even for a few years after that, one of the highlights of their um, food court was that you could still get two dollar fish and chips. Oh, now I don't know how fresh the fish was. Yeah, sure. For sure. it to only be two dollars, but uh, it was great. Did you do a lot of gigs at the casino? Uh, I've done a handful, yeah, and I wouldn't say a lot. Um, I was a dancer on um, Red Hot, <laughs> Red Hot and Ronda when I oh yeah. opened. Oh, not bad. Um, so yeah, done a handful of gigs there, but nothing ridiculous. Yeah, there I was one. There was one comedy runner, and you would have done this room, the Odeon, and the guy used to, and I used to love it. He would palm you the money like they do in the gangster films. You know, one. Oh, that's one right. Yeah, I did the Odeon heaps. Yeah, I've done a bunch yeah. of gigs there. Yeah, actually, I is the Odeon still there? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I don't believe it's called the Odeon anymore. I've sure. been there for a long time. But he palmed me the money afterwards and uh, said, Adam, I'd appreciate it if you didn't uh, tell anyone that you got uh, paid tonight because I don't pay all the acts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. And then I saw it and I was like, well, I'm going to be too embarrassed to tell everyone that I just got paid 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> mate, a quarter of that's going on parking. Trust me, I'm not telling anyone. The Odeon. Cool. Yeah, fuck, man. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. I, I've not been to Crown for a long, long time. I mean, you know, in my defence, I haven't lived in Melbourne for a long, long time. But um, yeah. But well, ever since you got banned from the mahogany room. Yeah, sure. But that waiter was asking for it, okay? Yeah, true. That is very true. <laughs> I brought my chaplain and I'm trying to think. I've Have you been to shows at Palladium? No, I don't think I've ever been to a show there, yeah. no. I've seen Jerry Lewis there. How was Jerry Lewis? Yeah, that was back back in like about 95, I reckon. And it had, had a band and it was just kind of like a bit of... Like Vegas-y type show? Yeah, Vegas type show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I snuck into the village people about 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. yep. a friend of mine, we both... Were, said you, were you dressed as a construction worker? <laughs> <laughs> I, a friend of mine, were both like, that'd be actually kind of interesting to go to, like to see yeah, what it was like. Yeah. And then we noticed they had a comedian for like the first act and then had a break and then the village paper came on. So we just waited till the intermission and then just walked yep. through like we were meant to be there. Oh, yeah. Good and on. and got a seat like about eight rows back. Um, but yeah, no, it was pretty fun. I mean, uh, dare I say it, they played all the hits. <laughs> well, they have to. Are they, are they, do they have B-sides? Is there a lot of back catalogue that they haven't given a run? I'm trying to think how long they went for. But I mean, you knew every song, but they did a few covers as well. Um, yeah. But there was a funny bit when they said one of the guys, uh, maybe the policeman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yell out, fuck the police? I got a photo with him afterwards. I think one of them was hitting on me, actually. It was, he took a shine to our chamber. Yeah, um, how did you How did you get to take a photo with them? They did a meet and greet. Yeah, so you just walk up. Yeah, so I think it was the construction worker. Yeah, I think construction worker, you know, he, he, he wanted to hang out with the old 
old chamber. I mean, this is, this is ten years ten years ago, chamber. Um, yeah. But um, but the policeman he um, he said, you know, I heard a I read a story the other day that Melbourne eats fifty thousand cupcakes a day. And he said, you know what you're gonna need to wash that down? You're gonna need milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Do the shake, do the shake. <laughs> wow, what a terrible segue. <laughs> yeah, we do eat 50,000 cupcakes. Yeah, I didn't realise yeah. that. but Yeah, yeah we fucking love cupcakes. Yeah, it says it on our licence plates. Victoria, the <laughs> cupcake state. Here we go from Shane. Hey, we got a King Tut's, mate. We got a King Tut's. Love it. From Shane. Finally, I finally got one for you, boys. I've been keeping a key art, keen eye out uh, since I heard you were handing out free rounds to King Tut's putt-putt, and now I can treat the miso to a big day out courtesy of you legends. Absolutely. One legend. Stopped on a Mountain View road in Miami to do some electrical work, and I see out of the corner of my eye a tan shirtless bloke crossing the road with a very noticeable limp walking into the ding shop in brackets, surfboard repair shop. I recognised him but wasn't quite sure. I hope it's called the ding shop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would Shane lie? True. I decided to walk in after him to investigate after making small chat with the shop owner and only viewing the back of the limping man, I took the punt and called out, Ed! Great. That's fucking... That actually is sick, yeah. That is really good. Uh, Just as I suspect it was Ed Kerno. Saw after a fresh beating from my crow boys not 24 hours earlier. Sorry, Rosie. Uh, Ed reluctantly turned around. I managed a nice... One two-minute chat with him. He's a good bloke. Told me he was from Torquay and was enjoying surfing Burley Heads and South Stradbroke Islands while up here on the GC Hub. He had his twin fin board in for repairs. It was red and probably about six and a half feet. Mm, that's, a, that's a big one. It did say his miso was hap- wasn't happy with him paddling across the South Stradie where they, which we had a chuckle over. Absolutely, that's that's funny. Super fit rig <laughs> looked sore through those tan shorts and. Um, Matching colour, Birkenstocks. I know you guys love the detail. They are great details. They are fantastic. Thank you, Shane. So On his way to King Tut's. How, how tall would Ed Kerner be, do you reckon? Uh, he's probably just a bit shorter than me, so maybe 5, 10, 11-ish. Really? Yeah, you're thinking of Charlie? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking of Eva, but yeah, but 5, 10-ish sounds just small for footy in general. Yeah, oh, maybe maybe six foot. I reckon I'm taller than Ed Kerner, though. I've met him a couple of times. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, he'd be shorter than me. Do you reckon the length of the board depends on your height? That might be a, th- a, a question about that notice, obviously, but also something maybe the junk timers can let us know. Yeah, I mean, I watch Point Break nightly. I, I think the shorter the stick, the harder it is to ride. So that's why Malibus are particularly long, so they're more buoyant and they're easier to ride, and therefore you can hang tan off the front. <laughs> but I think... Well, wow, the shorter <laughs> spoken like a real cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the shorter they are, I reckon they're, they're much more difficult to control. Yeah, gotcha. Sweet. We're yeah. going to hit the road. We are junked up. No, what? before we go, I've got one thing that I need to bring up here. Now, I was, um, as, as I said uh, last week, I'm doing uh, Rue and Dits in the morning mm-hmm. at uh, Adelaide uh, Brecky, And I was talking to their producer, their audio producer a few weeks ago. And I sent him an email and I'd heard that he listens to junk time. And he sent me an email and I said, he said, sorry for being a bit late. And I said, mate, next time, if it comes late, there's a jumper punch coming your way, right? And I never heard back. And so the next time he emailed me, said something. I said, sorry, mate, did I get this wrong? Do you listen to junk time? Because I made a jumper punch reference. Apologies if you don't, because you won't know what the fuck that means. 
And he's like, no, I do. My mate got me into it. I haven't listened to it for a couple of weeks. So got to get back on. The guy you do it with was an umpire. Is that right? Ah, oh, so am I Razor Ray Chamberlain? Yeah, so people... Th- no, they, I don't think he thinks you're Razor Ray, but there must be people out there who think that you're a former umpire. Um, which you could see how. I mean, everything that you've done in your life kind of leads to people thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. This guy, yeah, I reckon WrestleMania, <laughs> you know, the, the boys' school. Yeah, uh, he was probably a boundary umpire at some point, I suppose. Yeah, gotcha. That's fascinating. Yeah, no, I am mm. not an umpire. I've, I think I've run the boundary like twice, maybe back for my amateur team. Yeah, um, which is the fucking hardest thing you can possibly do. Mate, I did uh, VFA under 19s once. My uncle, when I was about 13, said, "Can you do it?" And I got like twenty dollars yeah, and yeah. I was wrapped, and I was so far behind the ball. Dude, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I remember being like on about the 50 meter line or whatever. It might have been a 40 meter line, and yeah. they were having a shot for goal, and I was meant to be down by the goalpost. And, yeah. the, and the opposition team started yelling at me, going, go down to the goalpost. And I'm like, I can't. I, really can't. I just can't. <laughs> it was so fucking hard. I'll just spot it from here. But then you think about back in the day when they had like one field umpire. Like they oh, tell fuck. stories about field umpires just paying a free kick just so they could catch up. Because <laughs> <laughs> if oh, it went coast God. to coast, like the umpire goes back when it was one field umpire, he would have been like maybe 20 out. But I suppose it never went coast to coast back there, did it? It was like, Mark, stop, go behind. Kick it, another contest, mark. It never, like, pinged out like it does now. No, you're right. It's probably where it wasn't as free-flowing of the grounds and the heavy ball no. and all that kind of stuff. But so then the also, when you think lazy. of old umpires, like, back in the 50s and stuff, yeah. it was never like that they were fit, young, you know, 22-year-olds. Like, in my head, they're, nah. they're always, like, 45 years old with, like, you know, yeah, girl cream in the hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they've just come from their job of fucking, you know, parking <laughs> inspector and Killing walking rabbits. around the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not an umpire, but we are going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Apple Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. There you go. Come on, mate, do it. Go, boys. <laughs> <laughs>on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns